Welcome to the Bible in 260 podcast, the podcast that brings you through the entire Bible in 260 days. Have you ever wanted to read the whole Bible but struggled to do so? This podcast is meant to help you do it. With five 15 to 20 minute episodes per week, you will hear the entire Bible read to you. There will also be occasional brief notes to help explain context, as well as a concluding question or thought to consider. So welcome to the Bible in 260 podcast, your journey through the Bible in 260 days. Welcome to episode 35. Today we are looking at the theme of sin, that God takes sin seriously. We'll see this in all the sacrifices, again, that he's putting forward to help people realize what they need to do with their sin offerings, their guilt offerings, and so on. But also recognize in Hebrews chapter 3 that God is saying he takes sin seriously, so seriously, that Jesus comes and is the greater Moses who can really, truly rescue people from the slavery to sin. So let's begin with Leviticus chapter 4. Then the Lord said to Moses, Tell the Israelites, when a person sins by straying unintentionally from any of the Lord's commandments, which must not be violated, and violates any one of them, if the high priest sins so that the people are guilty on account of the sin he has committed, he must present a flawless young bull to the Lord for a sin offering. He must bring the bull to the entrance to the tent of meeting before the Lord, lay his hand on the head of the bull, and slaughter the bull before the Lord. Then that high priest must take some of the blood of the bull and bring it to the tent of meeting. The priest must dip his finger in the blood and sprinkle some of it seven times before the Lord toward the front of the special curtain of the sanctuary. The priest must put some of the blood on the horns of the altar of fragrant incense that is before the Lord in the meeting tent, and all the rest of the the bull's blood he must pour out at the base of the altar of burnt offering that is at the entrance of the meeting tent. Then he must take up all the fat from the sin offering bull, the fat covering the entrails and all the fat surrounding the entrails, the two kidneys with the fat on their sinews, and the protruding lobe on the liver, which he is to remove along with the kidneys, just as it is taken from the ox of the peace offering for sacrifice and the altar, and the priest must offer them up in the smoke of the altar of burnt offering. But the hide of the bull and all its flesh, along with its head and legs and entrails and its dung, all the rest of the bull he must bring outside the camp to a ceremonially clean place, to, to the fatty ash pile, and he must burn it on a wood fire. It must be burned on the fatty ash pile. If the whole congregation of Israel strays unintentionally, and the matter is not noticed by the assembly, and they violate one of the Lord's commandments, which must not be violated, so that they become guilty, the assembly must present a young bull for a sin offering when the sin they have committed becomes known. They must bring it before the tent of meeting, The elders of the congregation must lay their hands on the head of the bull before the Lord, and someone must slaughter the bull before the Lord. Then the high priest must bring some of the blood of the bull to the meeting tent, and that priest must dip his finger in the blood and sprinkle some of it seven times before the Lord toward the front of the curtain. He must put some of the blood on the horns of the altar, which is before the Lord in the meeting tent, and all the rest of the blood he must pour out at the base of the altar of the burnt offering that is at the entrance of the meeting tent. Then the priest must take all of its fat and offer up the fat and smoke on the altar. He must do with the rest of the bull just as he did with the bull of the sin offering. That is, he must do, that's what he must do with it. So the priest must make atonement on their behalf and they will be forgiven. He must bring the rest of the bull outside the camp and burn it just as he burned the first bull. It is a sin offering of the assembly. 
Whenever a leader, by straying unintentionally, sins and violates one of the commandments of the Lord his God, which must not be violated, and he pleads guilty, or his sin that he committed is made known to him, he must bring a flawless male goat as his offering. He must lay his hand on the head of the male goat and slaughter it in the place where the burnt offering is slaughtered before the Lord. It is a sin offering. Then the priest must take some of the blood of the sin offering with his finger and put it on the horns of the altar of burnt offering, and he must pour out the rest of the blood at the base of the altar of burnt offering. Then the priest must offer up all of its fat and smoke on the altar like the fat of the peace offering sacrifice. So the priest will make atonement on his behalf for his sin, and he will be forgiven. If an ordinary individual sins by straying unintentionally when he violates one of the Lord's commandments, which he must not violate, and he pleads guilty, or his sin that he committed is made known to him, he must bring a flawless female goat as his offering for the sin that he committed. He must lay his hands on the head of the sin offering and, the, and slaughter the sin offering in the place where the burnt offering is slaughtered. Then the priest must take some of the blood with his finger and put it on the horns of the burnt offering, altar of the burnt offering, and he must pour out all the rest of its blood at the base of the altar. Then he must remove all of its fat, just as the fat was removed from the peace offering sacrifice, and the priest must offer it up in smoke on the altar for a soothing aroma to the Lord. So the priest will make an atonement on his behalf, and he will be forgiven. But if he brings a sheep as his offering for a sin offering, he must bring a flawless female. He must lay his hand on the on the head of the sin offering and slaughter it for a sin offering in the place where the burnt offering is slaughtered. Then the priest must take some of the blood of the sin offering with his finger and put it on the horns of the altar of burnt offering, and he must pour all the rest of its blood on the base of the altar. Then the one who brought the offering must remove all of its fat, just as the fat of the sheep is removed from the peace offering sacrifice. And the priest must offer them up in smoke on the altar on the top of the, of the other gifts for the Lord. So the priest will make atonement on his behalf for his sin that he has committed, and he will be forgiven. Just a quick note here, all of these different offerings, notice for different levels of people, the high priest, the whole group of the people together, a leader of the people, and an ordinary person, the offerings are actually less and less uh, big. Uh, it's more easy for the young, for the ordinary person to bring this offering because it's not as expensive. It's cheaper. It would be less of a, of a burden on them, and yet it's showing that all of them still owe this offering. It needs to be made. But it does show the responsibility of a leader or a priest is greater because they have a position of responsibility before God. Uh, it's a very interesting thing that God shows this differentiation. All sin needs to be paid for, but recognizing these different levels. Chapter 5. When a person sins in that he hears a public curse against one who fails to testify and he is a witness, he either saw or knew what happened, and he does not make it known, then he will bear his punishment for iniquity. Or when there is a person who touches anything ceremonially unclean, whether the carcass of an unclean wild animal or the carcass of an unclean domesticated animal or the carcass of an unclean creeping thing, even if he did not realize it, he has become unclean and is guilty. Or when he touches human uncleanness with regard to anything by which he can become unclean, even if he did not realize it, but he has later come to know it and is guilty, or when a person who swears an oath speaking thoughtlessly with his lips, whether to do evil or to do good, with regard to anything which the individual might speak thoughtlessly in an oath, even if he did not realize it, but he has later come to know it and is guilty with regard to one of these oaths, when an, individ when an individual becomes guilty with regard to one of these things, he must confess how he has sinned and he must bring his penalty for guilt to the Lord for his sin that he has committed. 
a female from the flock, whether a female sheep or a female goat, for a sin offering. So the priest will make atonement on his behalf for his sin. If he cannot afford an animal from the flock, he must bring his penalty for guilt for his sin that he has committed, two turtle doves or two young pigeons, to the Lord, one for a sin offering and one for a burnt offering. He must bring them to the priest and present first the one that is for the sin offering. The priest must pinch its head at the nape of its neck. He must not sever the head from the body. Then he must sprinkle some of the blood of the sin offering on the wall of the altar, and the remainder of the blood must be squeezed out at the base of the altar. It is a sin offering. The second bird, he must make a burnt offering according to the standard regulation. So the priest will make atonement on behalf of this person for his sin which he has committed, and he will be forgiven. If he cannot afford two turtle doves or two young pigeons, he must bring as his offering for his sin, which he has committed, a tenth of an ephod of choice wheat flour for a sin offering. He must not place olive oil on it, and he must not put frankincense on it, because it is a sin offering. He must bring it to the priest, and the priest must scoop out from it a handful as memorial portion and offer it up in smoke on the altar on the top of the other gifts of the Lord. It is a sin offering. So the priest will make atonement on his behalf for his sin, which he has committed by doing one of these things, and he will be forgiven. The remainder of the offering will belong to the priest like the grain offering. Then the Lord spoke to Moses. When a person commits a trespass and sins by straying unintentionally from the regulations about the Lord's holy things, then he must bring his penalty for guilt to the Lord, a flawless ram from the flock, convertible into silver shekels according to the standard of the sanctuary shekel, for a guilt offering. And whatever holy thing he violated, he must restore and must add one-fifth of it and give it to the priest. So the priest will make atonement on his behalf with the guilt offering ram, and he will be forgiven. If a person sins and violates any of the Lord's commandments that he must not violate, although he did not know it at the time, but later realizes he is guilty, then he will bear his punishment for iniquity and must bring a flawless ram from the flock convertible into silver shekels for a guilt offering to the priests. So the priest will make atonement on his behalf for his error that he committed, although he himself had not known it, and he will be forgiven. It is a guilt offering. He was surely guilty before the Lord. Then the Lord spoke to Moses. When a person sins and commits a trespass against the Lord by deceiving his fellow citizen in regard to something held in trust or a pledge or something stolen or by extorting something from his fellow citizen— or has he has found something lost and denies it and swears falsely concerning any one of the things that someone might do to sin, when it happens that he sins and is found guilty, he must return whatever he has stolen and whatever he has extorted, or the thing that he had held in trust, or the lost thing that he had found, or anything about which he swears falsely. He must restore it in full and add one-fifth to it. He must give it to its owner when he is found guilty. Then he must bring his guilt offering to the Lord, a flawless ram from the flock, convertible into silver shekels, for a guilt offering to the priest. So the priest will make atonement on his behalf before the Lord, and he will be forgiven for whatever he has done to become guilty. Then the Lord spoke to Moses. He said, Command Aaron and his sons, this is the law of the burnt offering. The burnt offering is to remain on the hearth on the altar all night until morning and the fire of the altar must be kept burning. Then the priest must put on his linen robe and must put linen leggings over his bare flesh, and he must take up the fatty ashes of the burnt offering that the fire consumed on the altar, and he must place them beside the altar. 
then he must take care of his clothes and put on other clothes, and he must bring the fatty ashes outside the camp to a ceremonially clean place. But the fire which is on the altar must be kept burning on it. It must not be extinguished. So the priest must kindle wood on it in the morning by morning and must arrange the burnt offering on it and offer the fat of the peace offering up in smoke on it. A continual fire must be kept burning on the altar. It must not be extinguished. This is the law of the grain offering. The sons of Aaron are to present it before the Lord in front of the altar, and the priest must take it up with his hand, must take up with his hand some of the choice wheat flour of the grain offering and some of its olive oil and all of the frankincense that is on the grain offering, and he must offer it as a memorial portion up in smoke on the altar as a soothing aroma to the Lord. Aaron and his sons are to eat what is left over from it. It must be eaten unleavened in a holy place. They are to eat it in the courtyard of the meeting tent. It must not be baked with yeast. I have given it as their portion from my gifts. It is most holy, like the sin offering and the guilt offering. Every male among the sons of Aaron may eat it. It is a perpetual allotment portion throughout your generations from the gifts of the Lord. Anyone who touches these gifts must be holy. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, This is the offering of Aaron and his sons, which they must present to the Lord on the day when he is anointed, a tenth of an ephod of choice wheat flour as a continual grain offering, half of it in the morning and half of it in the evening. It must be made with olive oil on a griddle, and you must bring it well soaked, so you must present a grain offering of broken pieces as a soothing aroma to the Lord. The high priest who succeeds him from among his sons must do it. It is a perpetual statute. It must be offered up in smoke as a whole grain offering to the Lord. Every grain offering of a priest must be a whole offering. It must not be eaten. Then the Lord said to Moses, Tell Aaron and his sons, This is the law of the sin offering. In the place where the burnt offering is slaughtered, the sin offering must be slaughtered before the Lord. It is most holy. The priest who offers it for sin is to eat it. It must be eaten in a holy place in the courtyard of the meeting tent. Anyone who touches its meat must be holy, and whoever spatters some of its blood on a garment must wash whatever he spatters on it in a holy place. Any clay vessel it is boiled in must be broken, and if it was boiled in a bronze vessel, that vessel must be rubbed out and rinsed in water. Any male among the priests may eat it, it is most holy. But any sin offering from which some of its blood is brought into the meeting tent to make atonement in the sanctuary must not be eaten. It must be burned up in the fire. This is the law of the guilt offering. It is most holy. In the place where they slaughter the burnt offering, they must slaughter the guilt offering, and the officiating priest must splash the blood against the altar sides. Then the one making the offering must present all of its fat, the fatty tail and the fat covering the entrails, the two kidneys and the fat on the sinews, and the protruding protruding lobe on the liver, which must be removed along with the the kidneys. Then the priest must offer them up and smoke on the altar as a gift to the Lord. It is a guilt offering. Any male among the priests may eat it. It must be eaten in a holy place. It is most holy. The law is the same for the sin offering and the guilt offering. It belongs to the priest who makes atonement with it. As for the priest who presents someone's burnt offering, the hide of that burnt offering which he presented belongs to him. Every grain offering which is baked in the oven or made with the pan or on a griddle belongs to the priest who represented it. Every grain offering, whether mixed with olive oil or dry, belongs to, the, to all the sons of Aaron, each one alike. This is the law of the peace offering sacrifice which he is to present to the Lord. If he presents it on account of thanksgiving, 
Along with the thank offering sacrifice, he must present unleavened loaves mixed with olive oil, unleavened wafers smeared with olive oil, and a well-soaked ring-shaped loaves made of choice wheat flour with olive oil. He must present his grain offering in addition to the ring-shaped loaves of leavened bread, which regularly accompany the sacrifice of his thanksgiving peace offering. He must present one of each kind of grain offerings as a contribution offering to the Lord. It belongs to the priests who splashes the blood of the peace offering. The meat of his thanksgiving peace offering must be eaten on the day of his offering. He must not set any of it aside until morning. If his offering is a votive or a freewill sacrifice, it may be eaten on the day he presents his sacrifice, and also the leftovers from it may be eaten on the next day. But the leftovers from the meat of the sacrifice must be burned up in the fire on the third day. If someone... If some of the meat of the peace offering sacrifice is ever eaten on the third day, it will not be accepted. It will not be accounted to the one who presented it since it is spoiled, and the person who eats from it will bear his punishment for iniquity. The meat which touches anything ceremonially unclean must not be eaten. It must be burned up in the fire. As for ceremonially clean meat, everyone who is ceremonially clean may eat the meat. The person who eats meat from the peace offering sacrifice which belongs to the Lord while that person's uncleanliness persists will be cut off from his people. When a person touches anything unclean, whether human uncleanness or an unclean animal or an unclean detestable creature, and eats some of the meat of the peace offering which sacrifice which belongs to the Lord, that person will be cut off from his people. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Tell the Israelites, you must not eat any fat of an ox, sheep, or goat. Moreover, the fat of an animal that has died of natural causes and the fat of an animal torn by beasts may be used for any other purpose, but you must certainly never eat it. If anyone eats fat from the animal from which he presents a gift to the Lord, that person will be cut off from his people. And you must not eat any blood of the birds or of the domestic land animals in any of the places where you live. Any person who eats bl any blood, that person will be cut off from his people. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Tell the Israelites, the one who presents his peace offering sacrifice to the Lord must bring part of his offering to the Lord as his sacrifice. With his own hands he must bring the Lord's gifts. He must bring the fat with the breast to wave a breast as a wave offering before the Lord. And the priest must offer up the fat and smoke on the altar, but the breast will belong to Aaron and his sons. The right thigh you must give as a contribution offering to the priest from your peace offering sacrifice. The one from Aaron's sons who presents the blood on the, of the peace offering and fat will have the right thigh as his share. For the breast of the wave offering and the thigh of the contribution offering I have taken from the Israelites out of their peace offering sacrifices and have given them to Aaron and, his priest, and, and the priests and his sons for the people of Israel, from the people of Israel as a perpetual allotted portion. This is the allotment of Aaron and the allotment of his sons from the Lord's gifts of the, on the day Moses presented them to serve as the priests of the Lord. This is what the Lord commanded to give them in front of the Israelites on the day Moses anointed them, a perpetual allotment portion throughout their generations. This is the law for the burnt offering, the grain offering, the sin offering, the guilt offering, the ordination offering, and the peace offering sacrifice, which the Lord commanded Moses on Mount Sinai on the day he commanded the Israelites to present their offerings to the Lord in the desert of Sinai. And we conclude today with Hebrews chapter 3. Therefore, holy brothers and sisters, partners in a heavenly calling, take note of Jesus, the apostle and high priest whom we confess, who is faithful to the one who appointed him 
as Moses was also in God's house. For he has come to deserve greater glory than Moses, just as the builder of a house deserves greater honor than the house itself. For every house is built by someone, but the builder of all things is God. Now Moses was faithful in all God's house as a servant, to testify to the things that would be spoken. But Christ is faithful as a son over God's house. We are of his house, if in fact we hold firmly to our confidence and the hope we take pride in. Therefore, as the Holy Spirit says, Oh, that today you would listen as he speaks. Do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion in the days of testing in the wilderness. There your fathers tested me and tried me, and they saw my works for forty years. Therefore I became provoked at that generation and said, Their hearts are always wandering, and they have not known my ways. As I swore in my anger, they will never enter my rest. See to it, brothers and sisters, that none of you has an evil, unbelieving heart that forsakes the living God. But exhort one another each day, as long as it is called today, that none of you may become hardened by sin's deception. For we have become partakers with Christ, if in fact we hold our initial confidence firm until the end. As it says, Oh, that today you would listen as he speaks. Do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion. For which ones heard and rebelled? Was it not all who came out of Egypt under Moses' leadership? And against whom has God provoked? was God provoked for forty years? Was it not those who sinned, whose dead bodies fell in the wilderness? And to whom did he swear that he would never enter his rest except those who were disobedient? So we see that they could not enter because of unbelief. And there again is the reminder, God takes sin seriously. There are sin offerings, and ultimately that's Jesus to take care of sin, but it requires a person to put their faith and trust in Jesus, not to be hardened by sin and its deceitfulness, but to turn, confess your sin, and turn to Jesus, who can willingly save. Thanks for listening to the Bible in 260 podcast. May what you have heard speak to your heart and mind today. The scriptures quoted are from the Net Bible, http netbible.com, copyright 1996-2019, used with permission from Biblical Studies Press, LLC, all rights reserved. Our theme song for the podcast is The Call by Emily Ruth. You can find The Call and other music by Emily Ruth on Apple Music or Spotify or wherever you find your music. You were always there.